your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, and today is our Locker Room Friday, and we have uh, some fans of the show and fans of the team waiting in the locker room, and we also have Jason Hernandez from the one and only Locked On Ducks with us today for a little while, I think, I hope, right? You hang it right side our lousy team is guaranteed to have top three lottery odds is that so that's where they're at right now top three uh new, new jersey just won so hooray for that okay and vancouver if vancouver wins this then that'll be guaranteed wow and i haven't even really i haven't even looked at the draft class this year is it a pretty deep draft if you've looked at it at all or no, no? it's not it's, it's not. not a deep draft the ducks need one of those as in top three, they're good, or As they in need top three, top four. Okay, yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked into this draft class yet, but I know, you know, the the top guys. But after that, I haven't really looked. So it's not as deep as last year. No. Okay. All right. Twenty two is going to be deeper, so it's twenty three. But this year, ugh. you know what? We don't care because we're awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna probably have the last pick in the draft, and then we're probably just gonna. Don't let me down. I, I have the I have the apps picked, okay? Yeah. It's a good problem to have. Way to put Jason down there, Chris. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, he can't he can't put me down because I'm his hero right now. He is. Oh my god. He, oh, he, he you helped him out. That's good. Thanks. Uh, so I, I well Kyle said he knows the story. Uh I don't know if Alan knows the story. If but yeah, uh J- Jason is a, a hero amongst men to me right now for uh one in particular reason yeah and i don't know i, I don't know if i should say it on the air but <laughs> probably not on the air see my, my locker rooms i don't care because mine tend to go long yeah one two we go on weird rants yeah about anything uh, by the way kyle yes sir you and tom like the Ducks fan, you two were like right on as far as like the fighting goes and all that stuff. Like the whole thing we talked about last week. Yes, I was thinking about that when everything transpired last night. You called it. You and Tom called it. Yes. Yes, we I, did. I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" What is this? Is like this I, about the Ranger game? Yes. Oh, I saw that coming from like a mile. Yeah. I was like, yeah. After, so after so the Rangers last- released that statement yesterday i was like oh we're gonna see a line brawl and puck drop this is gonna be fun so last friday um we had this whole like 40 minute conversation about fighting in the national hockey league and there was a couple people saying like we got to get rid of all fighting and then you came in there and then tom came in there and someone else came in and said no you know we still need fighting to regulate stuff just in case you know something doesn't go down with player safety because I think you were the one that pointed out or someone else pointed out that you cannot always rely on DOPS. Yes. (laughs) I think we have, I think that's made been made abundantly clear in the last 48 hours. So yeah, he said this last Friday. So 
this was before everything went Wow, down, Kyle. Where Kyle said, you cannot depend on the Department of Player Safety. And then Tom came in and said, yeah, and because of that, I bet we're going to see something else happen. And don't be surprised if it's Tom Wilson. What? Oh, guess what happened? <laughs> yep. I'm like, holy shit. Oh. <laughs> like, Some good old 90s this, hockey for you. You brought this up on Friday. It's like you, like, did you see this happening, Kyle? Is that why you brought it up? Kyle, no. Kyle's name is actually Marty McFly, and he's from Back to the Future 2. <laughs> And he brought the almanac back. Is the only way that can be described. Yeah, uh, go to betonline.ag and put your, uh, <laughs> you need to uh, put some bets on the 2023 New York Knicks. Just <laughs> That's impressive. You didn't tell me that, man. That that is a that is an impressive feat right there. I mean, I it was no, I was not. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I was surprised at how the fighting went down. I thought Wilson was going to be uh, the first, you know, uh, domino to fall, so to speak, in terms of like I thought they were going to go after him first, and he didn't. You know, he was on the first line, but the first line didn't start. And I was a little bit surprised to see all the forwards throw down right at puck drop when he, when Wilson wasn't out there. Uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, uh, he. I thought he was going to be fair game all game long and then the mysterious <clears throat> was it was it upper body or, or was it was upper body yeah upper body Be- injury yeah so um because i think they knew at that point this will not stop all game unless we take him out so yeah. uh which why they didn't have the foresight to think that before the game even started i have no idea but what did they think was going to happen uh, there so. has to be some policing at some point yeah. Well, and I, I would think the players kind of know that. Well, it, and the reason I brought it up in the locker room Friday with you, Jason, um, inconsistency has been the M.O. of the Department of Player Safety all year. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever there's an incident, you can roll the dice if it's even going to be uh, called in for a hearing, a review, um, and then what the fine's going to be, suspensions. You, it's it's a complete roll of the dice, and it's been inaccurate all year. And it's one of those that, like I said, it, they're going to tell you, yeah, we got your back, we got your back. But then when um, it's time to put your money where your mouth is, they're just throwing darts at the dartboard <laughs> and making up fines and suspensions for whoever they want. And when it got to the point of escalation, we got to revert back to old-time hockey. Like I've, like I've said in our group chat, the lizard part of my brain came out. I want to see blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't think we were going to have, like, you know, the second coming of Braveheart. But, um, you know, I... I <laughs> the Battle of the Joe. Yeah. yeah but uh, explain to me or, or what your guys' take on... Just the inconsistency with uh, punishment. And I said on on yesterday's show, um, it's almost like like NFL receivers or uh, cornerbacks not knowing what pass interference is. Or remember a couple years ago, it was like nobody knew what a catch was in the NFL. And how do you have that? How do you have that in the NFL when the maybe the – one of the biggest parts of the game, people don't know what a genuine catch is in the NFL. It's ridiculous. 
And now it's kind of like the the NHL equivalent to that is we don't know what a suspension will warrant. We don't know what you can do on the ice where the NHL will suspend you. And how do you play how do you play a game if you're the enforcer type? Do you just have to go out and and play and say I hope I don't get suspended or do you go out and say go out and play and, and say I probably won't get suspended because of the way that they're throwing down these suspension. I'm just confused as to what anything is right now. Well, you also got to think the quietest voice in all of this so far. We've heard from the Rangers. We've heard from the Department of Player Safety. We haven't heard one peep out of the Players Union this entire time. That's true. Yep. And it's one of those that if this is a issue, whether too strict or not enough, or where's the player rep? Where's the union saying, hey, this can't keep happening or this is going to keep going? Where's the players' union stance? Does anybody know what's going on? Yeah. So, so being a union guy myself with my workplace, I was thinking about that this morning or last night. and it, it, When it comes to something that severe, when they don't do anything about it, it's like if something really bad happens to a coworker, and you guys have to, and we have to defend him, or, or whatever. That you don't really want to do that, and sometimes you almost have to just say, "Look, this is this crossed the line, and why why do we have to defend this?" And I think this is one of those times. The other night wasn't the WWE; it was the NHL. He did a WWE move to Panarin. Never got a thing yeah. for it. Mm. I mean. In the WWE, it's fake. They're both working towards doing that move. They know what they're doing, and it doesn't do anything. Plus, it's a padded surface or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's hard ice, and he took him from six feet up and dropped him flat. Yeah, we haven't really heard from Donald Fear on the whole thing either. I would think that he would have had something to say at this point, and he hasn't. Uh, the, the, just the blowback on everything. You know, it's, it's not just one... Uh, this is not just an isolated incident um, when it comes to Wilson, and it's also not an isolated incident when it comes to all of these suspensions. Um, Shane Gossespierre, two-game suspension. They, they even say he doesn't have a history. Our guy on the avalanche, Jacob McDonald, uh, two-game suspension. He does not have a history. Um, I put up on Twitter a couple hours ago from the player safety Twitter page, Two different posts. One was on April 16th saying Toronto Zach Hyman has been fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the CBA. And the next one says the Rangers, Pavel Bucinavich, thank you, has been suspended for one game. It's like you have the same exact foul and two different outcomes. You are not making sense. It, 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 It does not matter. It, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm so baffled yeah. right now. I, I honestly, I, I honestly think the players' union needs to get together and be like, "Hey, we're in agreement with the Rangers on this. You know, somebody, the commissioner, you have to do something. You have to fire those head of player safeties and get somebody else that has the common sense, or get like a former NHL player. You know, because then you get like someone who has that playing experience." And, he can rely on go back and he can be like, if this happened to me, I wouldn't like it. Here's what I would expect the league to do. So here's what I'm going to do in this 
this situation. Do you think they will, Devin? Do you think they will find somebody to no, replace we already it? Heard from Bat- we already heard from Batman that, uh, that uh, I saw on Facebook today. Uh, Gary Batman called out the Rangers and right. said, uh, find the Rangers for calling out the league office. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That. No team has the or is allowed to call out the office. And so it's basically like it's going to be the players against Gary Bettman in the whole league office. Mm. And so I'm 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 already predicting this, guys. Okay. We might not even we're, we might go to a lockout next season. And wow. how funny that is. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, well, we just signed that labor agreement. Everything was looking so good going into the playoff bubble last season, and now that's completely crumbled before we even get to see ESPN TNT. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, because I, of... I gotta head off because I gotta go yell at another locked on host. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm in total rant mode these days. Yes, I love it. You're welcome back anytime. You're my I hero. Might, I might just go like flow, full blown, like profanity laced, like rant tomorrow or Monday. Locked on swear words. You know, I, I did it once before. Yeah. And I got a sternly message from Sean saying like just watch the cussing did you really <laughs> I did I've oh, wow. been a little overboard yeah. hashtag locked on lockout <laughs> <laughs> alright Jason well, well, we'll see. I, I appreciate you hey my good man we'll, we'll talk about uh... we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon okay alright we'll figure it out alright man see ya alright take care man alright All right. um all right, before we go any further, we're going to hear from one of our sponsors of the day, which is Wealthfront. And investing can be complicated, but whether you are a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low cost index funds personalized for you in only minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it is automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. To get that $5,000 managed for free, wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That is W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings and get started today. Yeah, I don't So I'm just, and I hate, I hate this because this is, this is the sport that I, care the most about you know what i mean like i could do without football i could do without baseball i could do without basketball like if hockey was the only sport going i would be a happy man and the fact that you know this when this stuff happens is when uh the masses this is what brings it to the masses not the game itself and not players like nathan mckinnon and and Connor mcdavid it's crap like this and yeah i mean really good point Devin about uh, possible lockout because of all of this nonsense. And, and that's what we're going to have a lockout over is Tom freaking Wilson. So 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Kind of reminds me of you know Todd Bertuzzi. So it's just you know, if I if I was the NHL player safety, if I worked for the league office, I'd be like Tom Wilson. You are banned from the league for life. Sorry, you're done. I mean, your record is beyond. We've given you chances. We find you. We've suspended you for as much as we can. We cannot take this crap anymore. You're done. Goodbye. You're yeah. not skating on NHL ice anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to hate Tom Wilson for the right reasons. I want to hate him because, you know, he's the enforcer type and he plays a tough game and uh, when you go up against him, you know you're going to be bruised. Like, I want to hate him for those reasons. But I hate him because he's going to kill somebody. He, he Flat out, he's going to kill somebody. Um, yeah. It's scary. Could you, could you possibly imagine, okay, in the next day or so, what if we get a positive test because of the amount of people in the box last night's game? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and there's a, there a COVID shutdown with the Rangers and the Capitals, prolonging the end of the season again. And they everybody points back at this moment where if the NHL did what they should have done when they have been so extreme about player safety and getting this season done, that this moment that they bit their lip and decided to do nothing created an even bigger problem than they ever imagined. That would be hilarious. And they would still only find him $5,000 for that. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Well, let's uh, well, let's gear this towards the avalanche, but uh, still <laughs> kind of stay on the same topic because uh, Miko Rantanen got a fine. For, you get a fine, and you get a fine, and you get a fine. So the, the thing I don't get about this is um, you're fining him for embellishment or whatever they want to call it. Um, how, did they word it as embellishment or they word it as, as – I think that's how they yeah. word it. Um, so not only that, uh, but you're fining him from a game that happened a week ago. Like what – What's the NHL do? Did they just not get around to it? Was was the Tom Wilson thing just take up so much of their time? Like they didn't have time to go back to a Friday game. Why did this happen a week after the fact? And it's just more nonsense that I'm feeling like you're you're going to take the time out to to find this guy two thousand dollars by the way, which for a man making almost ten million dollars is uh, what? It's like a dollar. Yeah, I think a dollar at Taco Bell, a dollar, yeah. a dollar menu Taco Bell. So, um, thoughts on this? More lunacy. We're an equal opportunity disappointment league. Like everybody just, yeah. everybody's getting something to yell at the league about. Um, I mean, I, I think just I, I I have to go back to that inconsistency of fines and suspensions. It's just you never know especially in this season it's like the inconsistency is terrible and I think it was just something needs to change up front with the league that's all I can say when I saw this come down today I, I and I was thinking back to uh, the most recent game against San Jose and I'm like I don't remember him diving at all and then I read the article and I was like oh this is from last Friday 
So we're doing that now. We're, we're you know, I, I almost feel like who ran to, to like the principal's office and said, Miko did this. Wah, wah, wah. Like, really? It's almost like they, they didn't see it until someone told them about it. And all right, here's a $2,000 fine just to make them shut up. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make they any sense. They heard us talking last night. <laughs> right. Then um, they gave the, the Rangers the fine. Oh, yeah, right. I'm looking up to see if um, Vancouver has given up any more goals so far. No, not yet. And they're in the second. Um, all right. So let's move on from the league and kind of, uh, well, the the brass of the league and kind of talk about the avalanche in general. Um, I kind of said on the other the show the other day that I, I think we are, we probably should come to the, conclusion and, re- and and be okay with us being the number two seed at least fighting for that i mean but do you think yeah do you think that you know the number one seed is still in play i mean i know they are only four points out but you're running out of games it's not like vegas is struggling if, if vegas was you know uh you know win one here lose one here <clears throat> you would be like okay maybe there's a chance but i just don't i don't see it happening three games abs have to win all three vegas has to lose all three and mm. i mean if vegas wins one then we're number two seed for sure and we just gotta we just gotta accept that and move on and forget about where we're seeding and focus on the main goal which is to raise the stanley cup at the end of the year right right and and you know the number one seed is for you know for looks it looks good you want to have that See num- next to your, uh, your your name. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean that you're you're out of it. Clearly, <clears throat> but I think the Avalanche were groomed to kind of grab that number one seed this year. It might not happen. That's okay. Uh, but I agree with you, man. Like it's you're just there, there is, there's not enough games left um, for you to think Vegas is going to trip up that much that the Avalanche can catch them. What is uh, anybody like Kyle or uh, Alan? What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think we had our opportunity. Um, we clinched. We're in. And honestly, either Minnesota or St. Louis, it's still a good matchup. It's not as important as it used to be. Um, I just hope we get to stay healthy for this last week and a half. That's the, <laughs> the big question you have. Uh, Saad, I think Bednar came out today and said that Saad and Gerard at this point are day to day. So they could come back any game. Uh, I don't know. I think I think depending on how important that one game against Vegas is, will kind of say a lot whether or not they come back. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like if. The Avalanche win the back-to-back against um, who they're playing? The Kings, yeah, the Kings, and then Vegas wins their back-to-back against St. Louis. Um, you're kind of in that, you know. It's like there's not much left. Maybe let them rest. Maybe give them a, a few extra days of rest. But if you know there's a lot riding on that one game, uh, do you push them? And is it that important? Is it that important to get the number one seed, or is resting them for the playoffs as much as they can rest? You would think that's the more important thing, but I don't think you tell that to a hockey player. 
I don't think you tell them like we're gonna rest these guys up so you don't get to don't go get the number one seed. If you heard things uh, like what Burakovsky was saying, like it just seems like they want it. They they definitely want it. Yeah, and especially if we didn't go through that second COVID shutdown, I think the subject of rest would be more potent right now. But we just kind of came out of a pseudo rest, and we need to get the offense back clicking again. And yeah, uh, like it was in April. Yes, we need yeah. to get that. We need to get that swagger back. Mm. All right. Before we continue, let's hear from our good friends over at Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. And Built Bar, did you know they have nine delicious flavors that are constant and then always rotating flavors in and out? They had one the other day that was like a spicy, fiery flavor. Uh, That's not stuff I'm into, but uh, a friend of mine definitely is, and he ordered them. So um, I'll get an update on them whenever they come. Uh, But they have flavors like coconut and cherry and mint brownie and peanut butter brownie. So there's something for everybody. And my favorite it was the coconut brownie chunk. I don't know if that's available right now because that is a limited time one. So I don't think it's there right now. But when it is there, definitely order it. Uh, most of the flavors contain 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. And a couple other flavors contain 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So there's nine amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. So if you don't know what to get your mother for Mother's Day, you can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. It's, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com right now. Also brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.ag. You heard Kyle mention it, mention it earlier. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Uh, you can get all the news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs for baseball, basketball, hockey, UFC, NASCAR, whatever you want to get action in on. So before the next pitch, the next dunk, the next puck drop, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game and in on the action as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts what about uh alex newhook had his first game um i thought he looked pretty good i i I thought he was uh he he knew where he was supposed to be he didn't look lost he didn't look overwhelmed um he was mixing it up in the net front i i was impressed i i i was kind of maybe a little bit surprised that he didn't end up with a point in some capacity because he was not shy uh, and trying to shoot the puck, I don't know. I think I made it a couple shots on that, but um, had a really, really nice pass to Kadri, I think it was, who had just kind of like jumped over his, his stick. But I was impressed with him for a kid his age, first game in the league. Um, what'd you guys think? I I thought he looked great too. Um, and I was hearing from like I guess like altitude. I think. Uh, Cal Keith said, "If uh, if Alex Newhook is the answer, the Avs are gonna probably 
keep going. I don't think he is. I don't think he's that missing link. He did look good, but I don't really see him like being on the squad once playoff roll around. So yeah, what? I would like to I would like to see him with a actual practice session, like before the every other day uh, game schedule, like an actual practice session with the team. I um I think after a couple games he's gonna really start firing it off and be really essential. But he had a good first game, wasn't a liability, did what he had to do. I liked it. Yeah, man. I I love that Bednar put him on the second line. He didn't bury him in the fourth line and he didn't say like oh, we're just gonna get him comfortable and get him eight or nine minutes. Like he played almost fourteen minutes on the, yeah, the second line with with Kadri and Burkowski, um, I feel like he wasn't as uh, he wasn't on the ice as much at the end of the game. Um, I was looking for him, and I think maybe that was just you know because the Avs were down, so you know your bigs are going to be out there a little bit more. Um, but he even put him in on a power play, second unit power play. So Bettner was not shy in in utilizing him. Yeah, it was kind of, I felt like, what it looked like to me, it was kind of Bednar was like, I'm not going to be shy. This is your moment. Take your swim. Show me, show me you can play level. How much of it do you think was uh, Cole Caulfield kind of just going bananas lately and saying like, well, we have a guy that can do that too. And uh, if Montreal is just letting Caulfield just go nuts, why should we hold our guy back? Do you think that had anything to do with it at all? A little bit. Think I think so? that might have crept into Sackick and Bednar's kind of conversation and that's why I think why he kind of got called up was like you know they saw saw his progress in the AHL and they're like I think he's ready to go bananas like Caulfield so they brought him up yeah yep. yeah he was looking good uh, he was looking good for the Eagles so I mean especially with how injuries have been for us so far why not give him a look while you're really not ruining anything I mean, we've already clinched our spot in the playoffs. This is actually just kind of bonus time. So give him a shot against the NHL talent and see how he fares. I mean, I commend their decision on that regard. How do you, how do you feel if you're Sampo Ranta? Like, you get there before Newhook. Uh, he played pretty well, but, I mean, Newhook is just going crazy down there. So he's 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 groomed for bigger things pretty quickly. So, um, yeah. And then they just signed, I think it was Eustace Anunen to his entry-level contract. So big things are expected of him in the coming years. He's their number one goalie prospect. Um, Yeah, I was going to mention him. Go ahead. That one I'm extremely excited about. Um, I think he could really make an impact when he makes the squad. Um, Yeah, it's... A little bit tougher for me to keep up with him just because he's playing overseas and <clears throat> I don't really, you know, follow those leagues as much. Um, from what I hear, it seems like he didn't have the season that was expected of him. Um, but I don't know how much of that is just because he, I guess last year he had a phenomenal season. Uh, I don't know how much of it was expectation over reality. <clears throat> um, but long term, uh, yeah, he's expected to be a big part of this team, as big a part of this team as all these guys we talk about all the time, like Newhook and Ranta and uh, even Cow, guys like that. So he's 
Uh, we didn't really hear much from him, and we didn't know what the Avalanche would do with him this season. Clearly, they they are moving forward with stuff, and all of these moves really make me think: like, what is the off season going to be like for the Avalanche this year? Who, I mean, are they going to be getting rid of some of? And I am using air quotes: older guys um, that are like almost thirty <laughs> to, to let let guys like Ranta and Newhook. Um, and Cow kind of take over. Are they at that position? I, I don't think so. But I do see, you know, like, I guess some players that I think they would consider or are definitely going to let go, like uh, Johnson and uh, probably uh, Greg Pattern. Uh, they'll probably let those go on the back end. Patterns well, Pattern's already, already gone. gone. Yeah, Pat Pattern yeah, yeah. they trade for. It, that was in the Dubnik trade, wasn't it? They trade for Nemeth. That's right. Or was it the Nemeth trade? I think it was the Nemeth. Yeah. Okay, it was one of them where he they let him go already. So, but yeah, uh, um, and I really think uh, training camp next year is going to be um, really impactful. I mean, we have Justin Barron. Um, he's, he's another still one. Going to make his way up, and I mean. We're about to have a huge youth influence in the team, and when you're looking at guys like JT Comfort and like Jost, possibly like your fringe players, do you want to buy another year of what you're getting, or do you want to take a gamble at this new youth movement that we got coming up? I know, man. That that's where I'm thinking this is going to be an interesting off season. I, like you have. <clears throat> I'm on cap friendly, so here's your here's your unrestricteds for next year. <clears throat> Gabe Landeskog going nowhere. Uh, Brandon Saad. What do they do with Brandon Saad? He's an, he's an unrestricted. Do they want to attempt to sign him again? Or he is one of those guys where all of these youth players that you have could replace him and for cheaper because he he is at $5 million this year will probably want something similar to that next year. You have to sign Gabe Landeskog. You have to sign Kel McCarr, among other guys. So getting a contract like like Saad off the books and letting Newhook take his spot is not out of the realm of possibility. Not at all. And I think Berkey, I like Berkey. And, I mean, even even Nichushkin, I mean, I don't know, Saad, he's been up and down. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what are you gonna say, My Devin? My opinion on him yeah. isn't that great. Of of who? Of Saad? Not as not as much as it was earlier in the year, okay. anyway. Yeah, I mean he's been up and down, but he he's been. I've I've liked his play. I feel like he he fits in with the team, but it's a numbers game for them. It's not like they yeah. don't want him back. It's a numbers game. What, exactly. What are you saying, Devin? I'm I'm like not gonna like knock or like jinx. Like I like my my gut. And everything wants us to re-sign Landeskog because just how how he connects with everybody. But I mean, I mean, I think everybody. I mean, if you look at you know the teams or other teams around the NHL, their captain is a is like their key guy, and our key guy isn't our captain; it's McKinnon. So, I mean, hmm. I mean, you got to think about if they let. If they let him go, if that's the possibility, they're going to probably make so that can make Nate the key centerpiece. 
Oh, he would be, absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do hear grumblings of that every once in a while um, that the Avalanche, you know, would it benefit them not to bring Landis Cog back? I don't know, man. I, I just feel like he, I think he's to glue. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he's. Yeah, I, and, and when it comes to Nathan McKinnon versus Landis Cog on who should be captain, I honestly think Landis Cog is that quiet, soft-spoken uh, leader that will also uh, drop the gloves when needs to be. Yeah. The thing about McKinnon, he is. He's our secret weapon. He's our most potent weapon, but he's also erratic and emotional. And I don't think that would work in a captaincy role. Hundred I mean, percent. I th- I think his erratic. I mean, you might be seeing his more of his competitive as erratic. You know, because speaking with. Nate, kind of knowing him a little bit, he's a competitive guy and he wants to win. Oh Every time he's on the ice, he wants to win. He wants to be the best, and you just see that out of him. So yeah, you know, I, uh, I would consider, and I look at other captains and players at his level, Crosby, McDavid. They're all the same way. They're competitive as hell. They want to win every time they're on the ice. So I don't think it's erratic. I would say it's more competitiveness than that that Nate shows. Hmm. Yeah, that's and that's a classification that we also use on Matt Duchesne, and that really split the locker room, and that's something I don't think we want to do again. It's it's just something we want to be cautious with. The roles they have established now work on many levels. Um, when something goes wrong, if you take a, a a notice of when they show the bench, Gabe will pull somebody over and show them something on the screen. Nate yeah. is Nate's barking. Gable Beach. Yeah. And you're looking at that screen uh, through a cracked lens because Nathan McKinnon probably punched it. Um, (laughs) uh, It'll be interesting. And, you know, Ryan Clark had a really good point uh, on The Athletic when he does his his Kraken mock drafts. Um, the, The Avalanche technically don't need to freeze Gabe Landeskog. Because the the thinking is like you you would uh, the Kraken wouldn't take him because then they'd have to they'd have to sign him and he's free game so they would take him in a draft with the expectation that he would probably just go back to the Avalanche so they wouldn't waste a pick on on somebody like him so that could free up another guy to. Um, we got somebody coming in. We, that could free up another guy to, to freeze. I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I don't think he's going anywhere uh, right now. No, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, Sad. Sad will be interesting. Um, Pierre Edward Belmar. He's a re- he's unrestricted. I think he is gone. Uh, Soderberg. Yeah. You know he he's an unrestricted. I think Soderberg. I think I think they'll keep him. I think I think you know this past year, you know, or last year, whenever they let him go, they kind of realized what they missed out of him, and really kind of really what he brought to the team. And mm-hmm. you know, even though like this comeback hasn't been as good, but you know, who knows? It's, right. I think it, it's like so so. You, it's Soderbergh's kind of the one. It's like question mark, really. Could be. It's not definitely. Yes I mean, he's, no. he's going to be. He's thirty five right now. Um, 
There's not many guys in the Avalanche that are even 30. It, Kadri is 30. Um, Dubnik is 79, I think. Um, but no, there's there's not a lot of guys that, that are – so they like youth. So that'll be interesting to see if they bring him back. Um, Patrick Nemeth is an unrestricted. You know, they, they have – He'll be re-signed. He'll be re-signed for that PK. Uh, Nemeth, Nemeth, has, Nemeth has to go. Uh, yeah, I just they, they have a gluttony of riches when it comes to defenders. So uh, where where does he fit? Where does he fit? I have well, no idea. We know we know Johnson's gone for sure. Well, Johnson Johnson could return. Just he needs to come at a cheaper price. There's there's no way that they are paying him six million dollars next year. So if yeah. uh, if he, and I, I don't I don't think I don't think I don't think though he's going to back down to that. I mean if if uh, anything he's going to. Because I've seen this with some other players. Uh, who was it? Removed their no trade clause earlier this week. Somebody, yeah, somebody in Calgary just did. I don't remember who it was. Oh, Lucic, Lucic. Yeah, okay. Lucic. Lucic did. So I think maybe, maybe Johnson will be like, here, let me try negotiating. If not, we'll move the no trade clause, and I'll accept my role in in Seattle as probably their number one defenseman. I don't. Or was it, it Giordano? <laughs> No, it was Lucic. It was Lucic. Yeah, I don't know, man. <clears throat> I I don't see, uh, I don't see Seattle taking, you know, a thirty-three-year-old defenseman coming off a bad injury, making six million dollars a year. I that that's a big uh, that's a big contract to take on. So, I think it's more likely he retires than returns. Yeah, could be. I mean, could be. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, who else we got here? Well, I mean, as far as restricted, obviously Cal McCarr is restricted. Timmons is a restricted. <clears throat> um, Grubauer, Grubauer is an unrestricted. Um, you're obviously oh, they're gonna resign him. Oh, absolutely. Like you know, they are. He's, he's the number one. He's the boy. He's shown this year. He's the bona fide yeah. number one. You know, it's 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 not like that. We have like like the Pittsburgh Penguins had in seventeen, where you had Flurry and Murray. You know. Yep. You know, we have our number one. We know who he is. And then it's just a spot for that number two between, I think, Johansson and Dubnik. And I think it's going to be Dubnik gets the number two. Johansson goes to – we let Johansson go. You just let him go? Or do you, you bring him down to your – well, he's an unrestricted think, too, but he um, – Yeah, I think Johansson goes and then uh, Seattle picks him up. And then we develop that new kid that we just – Anunan. Yeah, yeah, Noonan, and then uh, and when Noonan's ready, you know, we kind of get that depth and use him as the third goalie. Kind of yeah. like I think the Avs are going to do this year with Grubauer, Dubnik, and Johansson in the playoffs. So here's Frankie's he, still alive. <laughs> here, oh, here's yeah. the uh, here's, here's the last one for you, as far as an unrestricted Matt Calvert. Another retire before return. Yeah, I think he would retire. He's thirty-one. He's thirty-one. Well, but you're right. I mean, the the concussions are are very real. Yeah, I think I think he's proven this year that you know he's got to look at you know the post-concussion syndrome and everything. Now it's just like he's got to be like this is getting too much. Like kind of like Paul Correa. So it's like I think it's I think it's I think he's gonna hang him up. 
Yeah, that's sad if it if it happens that way. So, all right, I, we'll we'll wrap it up in a second. But who then? Who do you guys predict Seattle takes from the Colorado Avalanche? Uh, Allen, give me. Who do you think they're going to take? Jost. You think they're going to take Jost? Okay. Maybe he's, he's stepped up a lot. So he has. He's that's... worth more. He's worth more than he was. <laughs> I tell you now, like if if the Avalanche don't freeze him which is a, a very real possibility he's played so well now i can definitely see it happening if they don't freeze yeah. him uh devin what do you think in that case yeah yeah um i'm gonna say i just have something in my gut and i've gone with this all year wrong all year long mm-hmm. i might be wrong but i gotta say johnson you're gonna take johnson first. really yeah well, if they, I mean, if they can get him and then, I, I mean, uh, if you renegotiate, I don't, I don't know if you would. I think what it'll do is like, you know, we'll lower our price, but it'll be too low for him. But then once he goes, like Seattle will be like, hey, we got to lower our price, but we're going to offer you more than the Avs did. And he'll end up being a Seattle that way. So, yeah, it's possible. Definitely possible. What do you think, Kyle? It'll probably be Jost. Hmm. Um, the reason why I'm not 100% sold, I don't know if they want to draft somebody with such a short deal, but the money speaks, and he does have flashes this year. But as when it comes to the youth invasion coming up and the established talent we have, Jost, either Jost or Comfort, uh, they just aren't fitting right now. Yeah, like I said, if if Jost is available to them, I I think they they jump on him. If uh, I don't know, just the, the the salary for Johnson just sticks out to me. I, I but <clears throat> you know, uh, I think Graves could be in play for them to have a you know a big defender at a pretty decent price. Um, I think. Um, I think that Juskin might be there if they don't protect him too. There's there's a lot of moving parts here, so um, we'll see. I, so I honestly think though that we're gonna keep Graves. I I honestly I like him with Makar as the top D pair. I I mean they we saw it last year. We we saw it a little bit a few games ago. I mean yeah. those guys click. But who you do know? you not protect then? Like do you do you not protect Taves? Yeah, I would say Taves. Wow. I would say you don't protect Taves. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh man! man. As, as much as I, I'm a, as much as I'm a gravy guy, I mean Taves and Gerard are, are almost the same, and they they go well together too. And I mean, I don't want to see him go to the Kraken whatsoever. Believe me, like, right. that's I, the I, last thing I want to see. But man, I, I don't I know. Would, that's hard. I would I would prefer maybe having Byram with Gerard. Okay. Uh, so. It's a pretty small unit, but that I mean that, that could anything could happen really. Any any, any yeah. combination yeah. is, so is fine. They we, are. We won't know till the end of the year when they when all the teams come out with their protected and unprotected right. lists. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So. And then once we know that for sure, then we can kind of zero in yeah, on, that, on specific that, guys. Then we can. Right. Then we can have that talk again and yeah. be like, okay, this is definitely going to happen. Exactly. Right now it's all just kind of 
we're throwing balls up in the air and have no idea. So speculation. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, all right, gentlemen. So, uh, Avalanche, they've taken both against the Kings. Yep. I, yep. I got a gut feeling. I think the Avs are going to just come out on fire and, uh, we're going to, we're going to see, we're going to see playoff type mentality from the Avs. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a high scoring game, probably, Seven, eight to three to two. Okay. Alan, what do you think? Taking both of them? Yeah, they're going to take both. I don't know if they're going to score high. They haven't for a bit, but I think they're going to catch fire. They got them soon. They got to prepare for Vegas. Definitely. Absolutely. Kyle, what do you think? They're going to split this series because Bednar is going to start toying with the lines and try and get optimum production out of different combinations going into the playoffs so we're going to drop one being creative hmm. well i think the only reason they might drop one is you know johansson's going to play one so uh what what is he what are we going to get from him so i think that'll be something to watch like that will be a game like devin's saying, like that might be a game they need to score five goals six goals to win it because you just don't know what you're getting from him um he could throw a shutout or he could give up four or five of his own so yeah, it, it could be in that aspect. It could be a split, but you, I mean, you, let, you know, the it's the Avalanche and who are on one end of the standings, and the Kings who are on the other end. So you would have to expect going in that the Avalanche can win both of these games, and and they should. Oh. But it's easier said than done. That's what Justin I thought last says, night. Yeah. Justin said. Uh, Justin said in the comments here, Jost uh, on the Jost. Theory: Sakic re-signed Tyson Jost specifically to protect him from the expansion draft. Let's see. Yeah, Sakic re-signed him. What do you? So when? You, what do you mean? So, like he? So I think. So I think we we already signed Jost this year to protect him. So I think Jost is going to stay. I think Jost is going to stay on the abs. Yeah, and they signed him to a one-year deal, um, and he's got a, he's restricted after that. So. I don't know how that would work. Um, hmm, it's a good point. Maybe. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know, but I—I I mean, <clears throat> just from his play, just from his play, I think he has has uh, risen up the chart to possibly warrant being kept. Yep. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, or he goes for a raise in Seattle because of his hey, play this year. Yep. You know. I don't know. This is I, I love this stuff, but I hate it at the same time because we're just you know, there's so many yeah, different possibilities yeah. here. Yeah. And I, I hate all of them because in the end we're losing a player. So <clears throat> but Alright, gentlemen. Uh I appreciate everybody coming on again every week. These are great, so we'll continue to do these on Thursdays. And guys in the chat, thank you for doing that. Um, and this will be out tomorrow. We'll be good. So, thanks for jumping on, everybody. I appreciate it. Easy. All right. Later. See you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Go, Abs. Go.